Good morning, everybody. Good to be with you this morning for the practice of being aware of awareness. So what's always helpful for me in these beginning moments is to notice where attention has been. For me, it's been on the clock and making sure I get the things done before this hour that lets me be here for this hour. So whatever it is, was for you. And that's really the thing. What attention was just on often will stay on that if it, if it is somehow read as an incomplete loop. So by bringing attention to where attention was, we can actually see where attention is. So it would be natural to assume that if you're sitting in meditation, listening to this voice, your attention's here. I have found with myself that is far from the truth. <laughs> it's just part of the humble journey, isn't it? So instead of pushing away what's running in the back of the mind, because we want to do this right, we want to get somewhere, we want to achieve a, a state we're not now in. Maybe we want more peace, or we want more equanimity. But just the thought that we don't have it now, if that thought's present, pulls a little bit away from attention. Can't be fully present if there's a thought running in the background that we, the consciousness, haven't fully seen. So the first thing I always do is invite in, now looking at every story running in the mind. Now, for some of us, it's about what didn't get done yesterday or how the body feels today or what's gonna happen later. A story that used to run prevalently in the morning was, am I too tired to be here? Should I really be in bed? Um, how, and then mine's like furiously uh, doing these math problems to try to figure out what time I went to bed, how many hours it's been, and then guess at whether the body is rested. And all that can just be way in the background. But it, it pulls a little bit of presence into it. A little bit of awareness is on that. Part of why cleaning up the subconscious programs is such a big part of purification. They're running. The fact is they're running. For some people here, it's congratulating themselves for meditating. For others, it's, it's, this is so routine that they're off on what their day could be. But this is the time that we really welcome the scene of everything that's running in mind, it's all allowed to be here. It's all welcome. It's just like a wide open heart. John Kabat-Zinn calls it putting out the welcome mat for the entire content of our conscious awareness including the body, 
including emotions, maybe a little sadness, a little heaviness, could be a little excitement. You know, mine could be chattering saying, this little stirring in the chest, it could be dread or excitement, and I'm not sure which one yet. And so we just let that be. We approach this with the radical inclusivity that is awareness. And the only question we use as true north is, is this object or feeling or perception or thought arising within awareness? Or did that just come in? It's, it's outside of awareness. Is the thought that our thought, our current thought stream is not helpful and not wanted and not preferred? Did those series of thoughts come in within awareness or are they outside of awareness? Are we willing to be whatever we take the we to be in this moment? Are we willing to take our cue from awareness and be as open and expansive and allow everything to be the way awareness does, the way awareness is, the way awareness always is, which is wide open and allowing and spacious. Nothing has ever knocked on the door of awareness and asked permission to come in. It all just tumbles in, right? And then thunders out or trickles out. But the fact is, we all are able to confirm that everything that's arising is arising within awareness. Or, or we wouldn't know about it. So that's an invitation to rest the sentry at the door that decides who can enter and who must go. Maybe we just give that guy or girl the morning off. It's all here. It's all swimming through. The sky of awareness welcomes every cloud, every thunder, every lightning, all the hail, all the snow. And, and the sky is always welcome, the, the, even the more turbulent, tumultuous weather patterns, right? The hurricanes, tornadoes, gale force winds, 
So there's an invitation for deep rest. And we can notice that we are innately equipped to notice that something is able to rest with all of it. Now, for sure, that something is not mind. No, no, mind cannot rest with anything. Mind is literally the movement of thought. It is the literal movement of thought. That is what mind is. When things go quiet, not because mind finally accepted them, it's because the notion of mind is no longer present in awareness. We just take our seat way up in the stands and we watch. And again, the only true question, which is the awareness game we are playing this week, Does that which is noticed come in? Is that inside awareness also? Or, or is that outside awareness? Your sirens in the distance. That is inside awareness. Just turned off the little space heater. That's inside awareness. So there's absolutely no problem with thoughts coming up because every single thought gives us a chance to reorient, re-presence ourselves to the presence, which we are, in the words of Leonard Jacobson, which is effortlessly, innately, naturally noticing.
I'm going to read a quote from the Seven Steps to Awakening from the Supreme Yoga. And the purpose is to not only widen the lens of looking, but kind of juice up the willingness to notice everything that's arising within you, within me, within us, to notice. This is quote 149. You have woven the web of your own concepts and are caught in it. If you can get rid of all that, attain purity, <laughs> overcome even the fear of life and death, and thus attain to total equanimity, you have achieved the greatest victory. On the other hand, if you cling to this ever-changing phenomena called the world, you will surely perish in sorrow. So the quote says, if you can get rid of all that, all of the woven web of our own concepts that we're caught in. But what if we don't actually have to do anything? What if we don't have to get rid of anything? What if we just have to watch what's here? and notice the pull to get involved. And if the pull to get involved is followed and getting involved happens, maybe we don't have to get rid of that. Maybe we watch that. Maybe we keep asking ourselves one question. Did this arise within awareness also? Or is this outside of awareness? See how framing it that way is just brings you back to watching. Now, of course, mind goes, what the hell does that help me with? I haven't gotten rid of anything. I'm not pure. So, so those are the new thoughts to watch. And if believing those thoughts happens, then apparently believing of thoughts is what's to be watched. The question is still, did those thoughts come in in awareness or outside of awareness?
Am I willing to keep posing that question? The willingness to use everything in our conscious awareness to ask the question, is that in awareness or outside of awareness? And only being concerned about that answer in that moment. That is purity. And check for yourself. That is a taste of equanimity. Those thoughts coming in right now, are they within awareness or are they outside of awareness? These feelings in the body, these sensations, this patterning, this sharp, loud, can't miss it, energetic, energetic arising. Is that happening within awareness or outside of awareness? And then mind may say, well, it's in awareness, but how does that help me? I haven't gotten rid of anything. And we say, oh, that's a thought. It's words in the head, right? Everyone's definition of a thought. And this is holding the single thought of God. It's in that moment, turning away from the energy of mind, every, every thought has a sub-program running with it that says, I'm important, pay attention to me now, damn it. It's just the, the Batmobile 
is the thought and the little Robin sidecar with every thought is, this is important. This one matters. Pay attention to me now. They've all got that subprogram. You know, they've all got that kind of crazy eyed, clean, close voice. I won't be ignored. You know, they've all got a fatal attraction. They've literally got a fatal attraction element to them. So we look right at the thought that says, How dare you disregard me? This sensation is here and it matters. And we look right at it. We look at the thought because we can. We are not the thought. We are what's looking at it. And we ask, did that just arise within awareness or outside of awareness? The thought wants us to get involved, the juice of the thought. The juice of the thought is fear. Some version of fear. Fear in the form of uncomfortableness, safety, lack. But every thought has as its kernel the thought system of love or the thought system of fear. It's binary. And the good news is we can feel the difference if we turn attention around and check. Does the knowingness of the thought system of love and the thought system of fear, that concept, does that arise in awareness or outside of awareness?
So this awareness game that Regina gave us, this is game number two, which is, is it in awareness or outside of awareness? It is how to practice this next quote, right? Quote 152, seven steps to awakening. Just as a lamp utterly dispels darkness, the knowledge of truth completely uproots concepts and conditioning. Again, just as a lamp utterly dispels darkness, the knowledge of truth completely uproots concepts and conditioning. If the thoughts announce themselves as concepts and conditioning, we would have a much easier time letting them go. I have never had a thought come in that announced itself as a concept or conditioning. So the way we expose that it is a concept that it is conditioning is by asking a very simple question. Did this just arise within awareness, outside of awareness? And mind might say, well, you know, come again, how does Where's the knowledge of truth part, right? Just as a lamp utterly dispels darkness, the knowledge of truth completely uproots concepts and conditioning. How does knowing that something arises within awareness, not outside of awareness, but it arises within awareness, how does that uproot concepts and conditioning? How does that bring in the knowledge of truth? brings in the knowledge of truth. Because you are not the concepts and conditioning. You're what sees them. And you are what knows they arose in you. You, awareness. Where exactly are you looking from? When you ask the question, did they arise within awareness or outside of awareness? It sneaks you right into the seat of the witness without you having to imagine a struggle to get there. 
turns on the light. Does that thought, does that sensation, does that perception, and they are all either a thought, a sensation, or a perception, does it arise in awareness? And then the question is, what knows that? Who must you be to know that? What must you be to know that? You seem pretty familiar with awareness, what's in it and what's outside of it. I don't ever debate it. I don't have to go to mind. I don't rely on concepts or past learning. There are no programs that run to tell me if something's inside of awareness or outside of awareness. I go to direct experience of the knowledge of truth inside awareness. Correct. How do you know? What knows that? Who knows that? Who are you? What are you that knows that answer every single time? 
it hasn't stumped you yet. And you may have just start you may have just started playing. The game's so easy, mine's not even interested. Mine likes a challenge. Mine likes complication, right? Mine likes this whole drama of the hero's version that's got to get mud and tar and defeat and <laughs> victory. Yeah. No, no, this is this is <laughs> much more parsimonious than that. Right to the question. Did that arise in awareness or outside of awareness? And who are you to be so damn sure? What are you? And, and, and what may be helpful is to reflect on what you're not. What did you not need to make that call? in awareness outside it. You didn't need this personality structure. You didn't need the programs. You didn't need the belief in you're not good enough. You didn't need the belief in I'm superior. You don't need pride, guilt, blame, expectation, or attachment to outcome. The five primary ways the programs play. So let me read you quote 151, which also sums up the practice. At all times, that sounds pretty definitive. <laughs> at all times, think about how many things could you say in life and begin with at all times and know it to be true. At all times. Just the clause gets you, doesn't it? At all times. At all times. Oh, here's the next word. At all times, everything. Okay, so at all times, the quote's about to tell us about the subject, which is everything. <laughs> it's just at some point kind of fun how simple truth is. At all times, everything is known only by direct experience. at all times, everything is known only by direct experience.
who knows. It's either in awareness or outside of awareness. What knows that? That is direct experience. There's no intermediary. There's no pause, there's no time. Now, there might be a pause to allow all the energy that's built up, that's distracting away. But in that moment, what there is direct experience of is energy that's built up. The direct experience didn't go away. It's just, where is attention? And does that feel good? Do you like it? Good, get more of it. If you don't, correct your attention. Ask, does this arise in or out of awareness? What knows that? How do I know that? What knows that? Who knows that? asking that question. is being aware of awareness. Can we rest there? Is resting available? Might not be. Might be. I find just asking the question, is it available to rest here a little longer? sometimes helps expose some concepts and conditioning that already kicked back in, some thinking about it, some pondering it. We love us some pondering, don't we? <laughs> now I'm just going to think a little bit about the thinking about the truth. <laughs> I think it was Regina's interview with Liz Con Cronkite, where Liz Cronkite said, yeah, we get to be, we, the spiritual path can turn into a detour on it, can be being an aha junkie. <laughs> I am definitely guilty of that. You know, not guilty, but that's a pattern I see. There's lots of reinforcement in my early years of conditioning to knowing the answer and to getting it right and to saying it first. <laughs> mm. 
in the S training, they would say, being right is the booby prize. It was like, yeah, you didn't grow up at 42 Hastings Lane. <laughs> so even that, those concepts, you know, even these words, the speaking, the memories, do they arise in awareness or outside of awareness? What knows that? So continually bringing this question back. May meet with some resistance. Anytime we are uprooting deeply rooted conditioning. and every human's fundamental addiction is to listening to mind until it's not. But anytime we are disrupting an addictive cycle, it's going to feel uncomfortable, unnatural, and just kind of off. It's a telltale sign that we are erasing subconscious programs. We're not just in autopilot. Autopilot runs smooth. It just flies us into the mountain every time. The mountain of thought, not seen as thought, not questioned, not transcended not having the direct experience of being liberated from. We actually can't rewire the brain without experiencing the challenge inherent in rewiring the brain. 
you can't fly without gravity. It wouldn't be flying. It would be aimlessly floating. the last thing the programs ever direct us to is awareness, that in which the programs arise. We lay down those new neural pathways with something wholly outside of the program. the intention to delete the program. The true desire to be free, to wake up from dreaming in a virtual reality, always based on the past, which has as its bedrock motive, fear and protection and separation. We learn to navigate gravity and literally fly with a soul untethered to the programming, to the psyche, to the samskaras. One percent better every day. All these words in awareness, or do these come up outside of awareness? What knows that? At all times. Everything is known only by direct experience. So the real question is, what is it you want to know today? What is it you want to know right now?
to these words, those thoughts, feelings, perceptions arise in awareness, outside of it. You know, frankly, I think I added the or outside of it because I was noticing that mind was jumping in so quick. It seemed to help attention linger a little longer to entertain some other possibility that might not be actually part of the game. But it was helpful for me because, I don't know, something about having two choices steadied the mind a little longer to be sure it was in awareness. Find this game exceedingly helpful when I first wake up. Sometimes it's it's not super busy, but lately it is super busy in the mind. I woke up this morning, today's Monday morning, for the recording. My mom was supposed to have a biopsy this morning for this lung cancer diagnosis. Where um, moving through, and she decided not to have it because of various reasons. And so we're not rushing to the hospital. We're not worried that all these complications, that we're not doing any of that, right? I'm just able to do this meditation. <laughs> but that's not what mine's talking about. As soon as my eyes open, first thing, this thought that comes in is you don't know what you're getting for your nephew you're going to go there for christmas i have something great for my niece but not my nephew you don't know and then mine comes in but you, don't, you haven't gotten your kids anything you're not even going to be with your kids this and, and it just doom 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 it just started to snowball and the feelings it was tight and then there was a thought that goes oh no i don't want to feel like this and, and then it was like wait wait is this all arising in awareness or outside of awareness Because this is the moment I decide what I want a direct experience of. That's the moment when all the pulls there at all times, everything is known only by direct experience. What do I want a direct experience of? So I noticed it was arising in awareness and I just kept trusting that was enough. Faith is showing up and doing your best, right? That was enough. This is all in awareness. This is not outside of awareness. That is seen. What knows that? I don't think I could get to the what knows that. I think I just stayed with that this is in awareness. And just that little shift off of the um, juice of the, the pain of the thoughts, just that little shift is it in awareness? Is it still in awareness? Is it still in a, it's still in awareness? Like just that little shift. It kind of fuzzed the lens on the camera just a little bit. You know, and everything's still in those great cinematographers. Everything's still in focus, but it kind of blurs it. Like the family starts to argue, but it blurs it and kind of just shows you one flower on the table that's just sitting there allowing this all to play out. 
and I just pictured the sky above this, this coach, this trailer, that all of this arises in that. And the sky's okay with that. The sky has never, ever been mad at the thunder or the clouds. You know, the sky hasn't memorized the name of every hurricane, every tropical storm. The sky doesn't keep score. The sky doesn't have programs. It doesn't define itself by the beauty of last night's sunset or the fact that you couldn't even see it. It just is. equanimity, being with it all. The sky is the ultimate watcher.
And that concludes the hour.